That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome, I'm Andrew Dice. And I'm Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the Minute. A podcast re-watching Batman v Superman one minute at a time and then talking about it endlessly. And boy, have we arrived at one with potential for that minute 87 of the movie. The Senate hearing is about to get underway. Senator June Finch, having learned the truth about Lex Luthor's scheming, uh, is, is headed to presumably bring the truth into light. Yes. As Bruce has sent Grace to find Greg to hopefully do the same. Equally ominous, we we are literal minutes both ways uh, away from this thing hitting its crescendo. So let's get into minute 87. He paid her? Not, not only paid her, threatened her. Gave her a script to learn. Her parents are alive back home. But the girl's got a conscience. He's been using the committee as his puppet theater. Senator! Hi, you. Don't go anywhere. I want to talk to you. Uh, you know what? Mercy, you go in and make sure no one takes my seat. We had Kahina showing up saying to Senator Finch, I didn't tell you the truth. We skip over that process because we know Kahina is going into the train station. And now to reaffirm June knows everything, we come to her walking down the hallway, informing her aide. Basically, she knows the entire story now from Kahina. Lex paid Kahina and threatened her to go before uh, the Senate and say basically like the one bit of evidence that didn't make sense in terms of what the audience saw of it, of, of what happened in Nairobi. In the theatrical cut, it didn't make any sense. Like why Kahina is saying th this stuff, if, it, if we know that it is not true, how do you explain that? You explain that by stating here that Lex threatened her and paid her and her parents are still very much alive. He set up the entire thing, playing everyone. Unfortunately, Senator. Yeah, it is at this moment that the truth of what June has come to realize is exposed, I think, in her reaction to him. Yeah, that really... There, there's these moments in this movie that it's just so big to take in when you watch it all at once. And when we slow it down just a minute at a time, there's all these little nuances that jump out that I love. And this moment is is one of my best because Holly Hunter has been so cold this yeah. whole movie. like Resolute, I mean, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cold as in like, like she's a great personality, but like unshakable, firm in, in everything that she says and kind of inspiring in her pursuit of the truth. And she walked into Lex's office and, and she stopped the drumming of his fingers on the table, right? Like she was in control or she thought she was. And now she has the truth and she's everything is clicking for her just like it is for everybody else right now. And so she's on her way to walk into this hearing. Presumably, I think she's going to expose everything. She's in the middle of explaining it. And boom, there's Lex Senator. And she shakes. Like yeah. she she comes to an abrupt stop. Her I think her shoulders hunch. She looks small. Like you were just talking about how how jacked she looked in that last scene. She looks small here. She looks afraid. There's there's fear in her eyes because suddenly she realizes it's like that that 
that moment of like, obviously it's a little bit of a jump scare for her. Cause he is all of a sudden there. And now she knows who he is yeah. and what he's doing. But on top of that, she realizes how far in over her head she is and that she doesn't even know how far, like she doesn't know how deep it goes. She just knows the floor fell out yeah. from under her and she has no idea how far she has to fall. And I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a moment of performance from her that like, you can tell that her, her world is, is, is spinning. And I think she still thought she was in control a second ago. Cause she was this crusader still. And now she doesn't know why he's here. And stop. Don't move. I want to talk to you. Yeah. And then it goes, it's just the entire thing is, I feel like we're sitting there with, with her kind of holding our breath. How much does he know? She knows. Yeah, exactly. Like the way you would expect her to react, like a normal person, the way a normal person would react in his den when he does like the red capes are coming and all that. I feel like most people that know kind of what's going on would have that chill there. Right. And they would have this, mm-hmm. what is this man is going to kill me? But she didn't. But she does now. Well, we said at the time, or I said at the time, I don't think she knows who she's dealing with. Yeah. And now, like you said, she knows she's dealing with someone. Unfortunately, she doesn't know. <laughs> I guess she doesn't know the full extent of, of what's happened, that he did something and got away with it. I don't think she's realized that he is still doing no, but to get away with it. But, but also, I think she knows that she's in the, like, what would be the best metaphor? Like, she's in the noose, or she's in, like, the trap, right? She knows that she is just waiting for him to yank the cord, or whatever, pull the lever, <laughs> whatever the... <laughs> there's, a, there's a shoe to drop, and she now knows that it could happen at, at any moment. She doesn't know exactly what the machinations are, but she does know that the, she suddenly became aware of them and doesn't know what happens when Lex pulls the trigger. We also get a confirmation. She says that not only did Lex tell her what to say, he had her learn a script. Yeah. Which I'll just take as further encouraging the interpretation that Wallace's speech on cameras was not entirely his own. Yeah. Speaking of which. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, the message to, to deliver it of people need to wake up. And I know I mentioned last minute that um, we had mentioned how regimented we were in this section and that how there's this crescendo and you can tell that like Zach is structuring these very concise moments and it's winding tighter and tighter up to something. And here's the last two minutes, whereas they're normally very clearly like a minute chunk. The last two have been like two 30 second chunks. And so this is the second 30 second chunk of, of this one. Yeah. There, there isn't like the tension building music uh, with cross cuts, right? It's, you know, the din, 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 din of, of things building that, that isn't here in the same way, but I don't think you need it. No, I think the editing does it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. To say the way that it is filmed is like so uninteresting, but there is a, there's a movement, like there's a kinetic energy to the camera at this time that is yeah, well, that, helping to encourage the feeling. The handheld look that started back on the bus. Yeah. And then we've got the handheld following Lois. I, I think it's a it's a handheld in, in Bruce's office also. And so, and that's, it just kind of adds this subtle nervous tension to what's going on. I guess in, in a kind of a hopeful note, we find out when we cut back to Bruce's office that Greg has arrived and the reason Bruce had called for him is because he wants to know, he wants to know why Wallace, I guess, is so angry. I guess I always interpreted it as Bruce wants to know why Wallace hasn't been cared for. He finds out that he's been getting his checks from the victim's fund, which was put together by, by Bruce Wayne. I guess in his, <laughs> that 18 months has, has changed a lot, I guess, but the victim's fund was put together. He's been getting monthly checks of $1,756.20. 
which should be enough money to be doing okay. However, Greg informs him that he sends those checks back in the scrawled with the same writing on it that uh, Superman or Clark has gotten. So we can kind of now connect the dots on what has been happening to these payments, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. A rage directed towards Bruce that, from what we've seen of Wallace, I don't think makes sense. He was made to be a victim through Lex's manipulation, which would be easy to to understand. Or he was a victim and Lex preyed on him. Yeah. I love it, but I understand why to another person it might be almost a visual gag of Bruce flipping through all the payments that have been rejected with angry messages. And he gets to Bruce Wayne equals blind. And Bruce says, why haven't I seen this? Yeah. It's, it's good. I, I like that a lot because I think you actually hear him say, why haven't I seen this? And then, it, and then it shows Bruce Wayne equals blind. You know, that's one of the coded words in this movie is why haven't I seen this? Why haven't I been looking at this? I think it has special meaning here because of all of the victims of this fund, Wallace is the one who we got to see. We know why Bruce hasn't seen this. Yeah. And for the exact same reason as... Superman said, you know, I, I wasn't, I don't care. We go back to the, to the bathtub scene. They're losing perspective, as we kind of have touched on before. I feel like that is the real beauty of what Lex is doing, is he is appealing to their, what, worst devils of people's nature and isolating them so that they lose perspective, so that Bruce will say, why haven't I seen this, and now react to, to what has just been flooded into his brain. If Bruce was going to take any responsibility for this, I think that what happens before and after this scene makes sure that he will not. He is going to look for a person to blame for this with rage. You killed your family, right? You, you let your family die. Tough stuff. Why haven't I seen this? <laughs> yeah, it's blind as a bat. Oh, and then, and then I should say, sorry, just because we're almost at the very end of the minute... We hear from the news broadcast, Superman is here, and Bruce turns. Everything is just happening so fast. So many jam-packed minutes getting to this point, but the, the, the pacing of what's happening and how quickly it's happening now is just so much. And I think what's also crazy about it is the fact that it's like, a, it's like on the tip of everyone's tongue that they're so close to identifying what's going to happen, but you can the wheels are in motion you can feel that it's too late to stop them. Yeah. The the frustrating thing is that the solution people want is to talk. Tell me the truth. Good is a conversation. And you know that the first thing that Bruce is going to say after all of this is get Wallace here. Yeah. Like I, I need to talk to him about what has happened. Lois wants to tell, wants to talk to Superman and tell everybody the truth. Kahina has gotten to the senator and has told her the truth. And now we know Kahina is being followed by KG Beast and Finch is basically walking into Lex's trap. Yeah, words won't stop him. It's the end of our minute. Superman is here. Normally, that would mean good things. But yeah, anyway. I don't know. It's 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 so crazy that even knowing where it's going, it's fun talking about. Um, you can really feel the energy just in the, like we were saying, in the edit itself is growing. Um yeah. Even though good is a conversation. If you think this podcast is good. A, a good conversation. <laughs> speaking of powerful men who are also horribly flawed. 
If you would like to support this podcast, we, we thank you for, for wanting to do that and lending us your ears and, and telling a friend or giving us a five-star iTunes review, hopefully talking about horses, wrestling pigs also coming up. All of these things are appreciated. You can follow us on Twitter at BVS by the Minute for this podcast, but you can also follow us on Facebook at Snyder Minute for all of the podcasting we're doing with BVS and Justice League, uh, of which you can also support with your dollars at patreon.com slash Snyder Minute. We, we, we're planning out the bonus content that is, well, it's just fun to talk about the stuff that, that we're hoping to do, but nothing will ever be more fun than like this podcast itself. But uh, I thank you again, Stephen, for, for joining me to discuss this minute. I would say that we, we should continue talking about this, but unfortunately, Kahina Ziri does have a train to catch. <laughs> Is that too grim? Oh, man. Define too grim. That is the grimmest. <laughs>